Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The time is now to take real action, to stop making pollution free, to put a price on it, and to make sure that families are well supported, better off than they were before, so that they can thrive through this transition we all know we have to go through. So dramatic. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, vote for Justin Trudeau and you will get a check in the mail. Well, that was not the announcement. Sorry. What did I read that? Oh, sorry. It may as well have been. Uh, Justin Trudeau, of course, landing right in the heart of Ford Nation, which is a big up yours to the premier. And he is leading a charge, uh, which is going to end up in a bitter duel with the prime minister, of course, over a national carbon tax that's being forced on all Canadians. And so Trudeau came out today, which is just shy of a couple of days from a year till the 2019 vote. And he announced that tax pollution, which is now what we're calling, is what you will pay. So starting in, I think, January, $10 a ton will be charged in the first year. And then that price goes up. They just keep adding it up until we get about 50 bucks a ton. And we're supposed to believe this is all neutral, revenue neutral. But the United Nations has already come out and said that the countries that signed the Paris Climate Agreement, uh, Paris Climate Agreement Accord, they need to pay upwards of five grand a ton. Five grand a ton. Not $10. $5,000 to even come close to meeting the targets. So a lot of people are rightfully asking Mr. Trudeau today, how on earth is this going to help at all? I mean, how can you start handing out rebate checks when the money, well, hasn't even been collected? Well, it's an election. They generally find money where there is none. Let's bring in Dan McTeague to this conversation. He is a senior petroleum analyst with GasBuddy.com. That is how you can find him. He also is a former liberal MP for Pickering Scarborough East. Good to have you, Dan. Uh, good to be here. Wish it was another topic, but uh, yet another day, another chapter in uh, Prime Minister who messes up the energy files and is now prepared to hit consumers really hard under the pretext of... Uh, the sky falling, which of course it is not. Well, if you don't understand this issue, and I get it, it's a very complicated issue to try to try to understand this, and that's why politicians, generally speaking, go for the emotional, um, you know, the rhetoric that you hear that the world's coming to an end. Look, the polar bears are starving. They go for the most emotional bite to get your attention, but the reality is the numbers to what came out of Mr. Trudeau's mouth today do not add up. So, what was your takeaway from what you heard and where you heard it, which was in Ford Nation? Yeah, I think he's being, uh, forget the Ford Nation for a second, uh, and look at the fact that what he's really got to do is to consolidate that NDP greeny lefty vote. He's got to make sure that he has that down pat, because if he doesn't, he's going to wind up uh, splitting the vote between uh, those two parties in the next election, and that will likely deny him, uh, you know, his coveted goal of a majority government. Mm -hmm. And it's clear that this uh, is not a wedge issue so much for conservatives versus liberals, but rather uh, Greens and New Democrats. And it'll be a question among them 
as to how they want to outflank or, you know, we can do more than you. We can get you that $5,000 yes. <laughs> a ton uh, Mecca. The reality, however, is far more serious. And I think uh, uh, people who I'm hearing some stations and some emails that I'm getting, a lot of people do believe um, that, uh, you know, uh, this the, the world is coming to an end in 12 years. And, uh, you know, a handful of people get together, the United Nations, every 10 or 12 years come up with the same kind of epitaph about uh, the future. Uh, you know, this is uh, the Armageddon, uh, you know, redux. And every 10 or 12 years, they get it spectacularly wrong. And you and I are going to pay for it without any ability uh, to really uh, show for it at the end of the day. And in fact, we'll go back to what Trudeau had said in 2015 himself. It doesn't matter if Canada shut down its entire industry, we're mm-hmm. not going to make a dent. Yeah. And so today they've changed the language. It's now called pollution pricing. So that's clearly a rebranding exercise. But the way it's sold is that you're not going to pay anything. In fact, you're not just going to get more. You're not just going to get money back, but you're going to get more money back than you ever thought you would, you know, expend. And some of the comparisons that they do is, you know, they use this average family of four um, can, you know, expect a check for $307 rebate in 2019. But in 20. 22, the rebates grow to $700.18 for a family of four because the tax they'll pay is $50 a ton. But those numbers don't fly. No, they don't, especially on gasoline. Now, look, we're going to start at $20 a ton uh, on January the 1st, not 10. So that means a 5.3 cent a liter increase. So what uh, you got from Mr. Ford removing the cap and trade has not just been matched, but has now been up, uh, up to some extent by uh, Trudeau. He's going to start charging permanently 5.3 cents until the following So it erases any savings we got with Ford. Well, that's right. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, you're going to have to like it. Um, but 307 won't cover it. Uh, unless you're not driving at all, uh, you don't eat, uh, you don't get your food from a grocery store, you have no uh, connection whatsoever in any way, shape, or form with the, the real world. Uh, you're somehow disconnected with civilization. Everything we have has a dimension of fossil fuel in it. So everything is going to be affected, and I would say radically so, not just to mention the fact that I think many people just decide as they do in Vancouver. Uh, you know, well, because it, it costs, it's everything from, you know, if you buy produce, so all those costs go up because you have to get those things shipped to stores. Those costs go up, but, you know, buying things like Tupperware, all this, yeah. anything that's made of an oil derivative, anything and everything goes up. To imports from right. other countries yeah. where there has been a huge carbon footprint, they don't get taxed, which is kind of <laughs> ironic. So if, if it's a Canadian thing, he's going to tax the living, living daylight side of you. If it comes from abroad, Saudi oil, <clears throat> Chinese-made goods, uh, anything that doesn't have any kind of implications, he'll, they get a pass. Why, though? Why, why are everyday Canadians being asked to pay and all these companies and all these uh, manufacturers and these polluters and the emitters, why do they get the break? Uh, very good question. Uh, the largest cement factory created in North America was built in Quebec. Uh, it emits uh, about a, almost half of what it, you see coming out of uh, Alberta, which, of course, is getting its act together and not a word, not a peep. And in fact, the federal government kicked in oh, 50, 80 million bucks. What else is new? It's only your money. Um, look, this guy is going to spend the country into oblivion. We know, already know that our deficit is $19 billion. He is going to continue to saddle your disposable income and sort of play this shell game of, uh, you know, a couple of you are going to get a, bit, a few extra bucks, especially people who may not even drive. And this is what gets, I think, and is maybe very well begalling in here. I'm speaking with experience, Alex. In 2001 and 2003, I got two rebates for Canadians. The only way in which you could get that back uh, or get it to Canadians was to ensure it was done uh, by a GST rebate. And in many cases, people who had never paid energy costs of their home, heating, 
uh, or uh, driving or anything like that where there was GST, uh, you know, received checks that they didn't deserve. Uh, and those who actually did deserve the, the rebates at the time didn't get it. So uh, this is going to create a real problem. But, of course, he knows that he has an election in October of 2019. He'll get the checks out very quickly. There won't be too many questions asked. He will have a compliant media. Certainly those who think this is just a wonderful idea and are funded on that basis. Um, well, you know, but, but the, he was asked by a couple of different reporters today, are you not just buying votes? So at least they're asking. So they seem to catch on pretty quickly. And, for, and from most of the coverage, it seems that, you know, certainly from the national level, that they are already <laughs> zeroing in on. This doesn't make any sense because you're going to be giving checks. You don't have any money in the purse to give those checks because no, you won't have right. collected enough. And then you're turning around and giving it back to Canadians right in front of an election. Yeah, and I don't think many Canadians are going to be advantaged by this. In fact, very few. He said 80 percent. I think uh, that's poppycock. Um if you look at gasoline alone, uh, that's going to run you about $410 uh, when it's all said and done uh, by 2022, January 1st, call it 20, the end of 2021. Uh, this year alone, uh, the 5.3 cent using 40, and I'm using 40 liters. Like I, right. Your listeners will be able to tell you, oh, I don't drive a car, but for those who do, 40 liters, liters a week is nothing using a fuel-efficient vehicle. Right. Um, so you're likely looking at a scenario of five times, say, 60 uh, you're looking at an extra three. You're looking at 150, 160 bucks, and that's just for one vehicle. Uh, I'm not referring here, of course, to diesel prices or to natural gas, propane, or furnace oil. And of course, you know how it increases the price for just about everything. It will be inflationary. Food, yeah. Bottom line. And so, look, polling shows we've done polling with Ipsos for Global uh, that shows people do want to help the climate but they don't want to pay for it. And so I don't understand the strategy here by this government that has very clearly put down, I think, the gauntlet of what 2019 will be about, assuming, of course, that the other issues like uh, the asylum seekers and all those other issues don't come home uh, and become a real, epi- you know, uh, cock up. No. But again, they are running their next election on this issue, and I don't understand why they think running on a tax will be okay. It's simply because yeah. they say they've got a rebate. Well, it's wet. as I mentioned, it is a wedge issue, and it will allow them to outflank the uh, center-left votes and all the soft votes out there, provided, of course, the context. Uh, they had the IPC, I, I, PCC report, IPPC report last week, uh, or a week and a half ago, which basically talked uh, about doomsday mm-hmm. times in 10 or 11 years. And so I think they're, they've got a bit of wind in their sails on that one. I think Trudeau also wants to show that he's a tough guy uh, and wants to take on the growing chorus of premiers that are saying no. And where this has been tested electorally, at least uh, in Ontario, um, you know, it's very clear. People are all for this stuff until they realize it's something they can't afford. Well, they're, they're for it in Toronto, but you go outside of Toronto to the commuter belts, they they won't be happy about this. Certainly the farmers who have to get their, their stock and food to market certainly won't be happy about it. The truck drivers who have to, I mean... There will be people outside of Toronto, which, you know, Toronto's well, not yeah, the only area of the world. The month of January yeah. with freezing weather, yeah. uh, the third year in a row, much colder weather. It's going to be a little ironic, I think, on most Canadians. And, of course, we live in a, in a time when instant media gives us uh, the belief that somehow all of these things that are happening on the weather basis are unusual, have never happened. I mean, uh, you know, it's become almost an art that we seem to think of climate change as only in terms of the past couple of months. I kind of find it funny because I'm in my mid-50s now, and as a, as a young man growing up, uh, as many others did, 
carbon was always considered part of the giving of life, part of photosynthesis. <laughs> so, in fact, you're, you're taxing photosynthesis. But, you know, disingenuously, the Minister of Energy, Kathleen, uh, Catherine McKenna, uh, talks about it as pollution. Yeah. Nothing could be further from the truth. There's a real distinction that has to be made in the minds of people. I mean, you, you, you might as well be saying water. we're going to tax people who burp because that's, <clears throat> well, that's carbon. <laughs> That's it. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, You know, what's next? Half of the other half being oxygen? No, this has become, this has gone from the sublime to the ridiculous. And I I suspect that there's a lot of, there's there's a lot more at stake this, but Canada is a testing ground, not just for that issue, Mm -hmm. but look on the reverse side. What country has allowed itself to be bamboozled and uh, basically, you know, run around the the, the post with respect to pipelines? If we're going to bend over backwards to become environmental boy scouts and girl guides, would it not be better for us to at least uh, uh, ensure that there's some kind of uh, balance in terms of our ability to get our petroleum to markets? Importantly, a pipeline which creates no emissions, and yet Canadians seem to see no connection between the two. We're going to lose $40 billion in in potential government revenues, federal and provincial, this year alone. And uh, this guy's got money to throw around in the advance of an election. Look, I'm a liberal of uh, 40 years. I just tweeted with someone the other day who actually remembers canvassing with me for Paul Cosgrove in 1978. This is not the same Liberal Party. This is a party that has uh, that virtue signals. Uh, if it isn't one issue or two issues on which we've they've been very well identified, it's now going to be this one. And so if they want to fight a campaign on this issue, good luck. Uh, I'll be on the other side. Good stuff. All right. Well, Dan, thank you. Appreciate the insight. Good to be here. Well, that is uh, Dan McTagg. You can catch him over at uh, gasbuddy.com if you want to check out gas prices. You know, And, and, and keep in mind, uh, the PMO's office, run by Gerald Butts, he has said, and he's on record, he wants a green economy by 2050. Okay, so if you want a green economy, you're not getting pipelines built. You're going to make everybody live and pay taxes on carbon and everything else because you're going to do whatever you can to get rid of the fossil fuels. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.